the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Outgoing White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus told the Fox News Channel's Hannity Show last night that although he's personally affected by the White House changes, Maybe a positive move. The president hitting the reset button saying, okay, let's try something different. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And I think General Kelly, given the tools, making sure that he's the chief of staff and he's in charge, he's in charge of hiring, firing, everyone reports to uh, General Kelly. President Trump is condemning North Korea's test of a second intercontinental ballistic missile as a threat to the world. In a White House statement, President Trump condemned the launch of another intercontinental ballistic missile, calling it the latest reckless and dangerous action by the North Korean regime. That's White House correspondent Greg Klux in South Korea today says it now plans to hold talks with the U.S. on increasing the warhead limit for South Korean missiles. This is SRN News. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Even the best students will struggle at some point in school. For many children, it is the subject of math that is most often the issue. There's a solution to the problem. It's Mathnasium, a math-only learning center designed to get your kids back on track. Does it work? Listen to what Megan, a Mathnasium student, has to say. When I first came in, I was not sure I wanted to be here. I knew I wanted to raise my grade, and I knew that would take work, but I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it. I learned that I was making math too hard for myself, and that it's much simpler, and that's what the teachers here help you learn. With Mathnasium, your child no longer needs to struggle. Instead, they have the opportunity to turn a weak subject into their strongest. Now my math grades are really good, actually, and I'm actually getting an A right now. Give them a call to find out how they can improve your child's math skills and school performance. Visit us online at mathnasium.com or call us at 877-601-MATH. Help your child to succeed with help from Mathnasium, where they make math make sense to kids. Turn all the lights on. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Don't handle, shake, bump, or sniff the suspicious item. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business fourteen forty. Hopefully your, uh, hopefully that's going to get your uh, blood flowing a little bit. That's a that's a good good tune. Thank you. I'll go that that one will not get skipped over in the Spotify playlist. Unlike a certain guy uh, that uh, might appear on that list or not. Come on, anyway, the guy's passed away. Give him a break. Yeah, he's been gone for five years, okay? I don't think I have to respect him forever. Buy a ticket, insult the hologram. Oh, you know? <laughs> you know, that's probably a good way to get hurt. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, I, I don't think I really want to do that. Um, did I see that Alice Cooper is still touring, by the way? 
Yeah, I think he was actually in town not all that long ago. If yeah, I think I saw a billboard for him up what? in like up at like uh, not not Mystic Lake, but maybe up at uh, Grand Casino or you something know, like that. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he was in that band that was sort of a. Uh, uh, amalgamation of artists. It was like Joe Perry from Aerosmith, a few other guys. And oh, I think Johnny yeah. Depp was in the band too, as well. I think yeah. Johnny Depp was part of it, and then Joe Perry like passed out on stage. I think Alice Cooper was fronting that band, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, interesting. When he's not and golfing, I, he's still out there playing. And I bring this up in part because, like, my Twitter feed exploded last night. With with people at the Billy Joel concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the right reaction, okay? <laughs> that's the right reaction. But apparently uh, Axl Rose came on to sing a song because uh, I, I think uh, GNR's in town Sunday is playing Sunday night. They're already here. You, you know, I got a haircut last night. Had the exact same conversation with the woman cutting my hair. She goes, so you're not going to Billy Joel tonight, huh? I go, well, no, I'm getting my hair cut, obviously. Yeah, obviously right. not. She goes, well, right. I hear Guns N' Roses in town, too, this weekend. <laughs> you know who was in town this week? It was Earth, Wind, and Fire with Sheik opening up for him. That's the show I would have caught. Although, uh, what's his name? Maurice, <laughs> Maurice White has passed away, so I know it's, you know, it's not quite the same Earth, Wind, and Fire. But that's the you one know, you would have found me at. John, you're an old soul. I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, 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 and of course, we blame your father yes. for all of it. Yes, we can blame <laughs> him for lots of stuff. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead. Let's go, let's, go, let's go on with this. You know, we should play this one, this one clip. We actually had a clip of Neil Kashkari, and I think this is from April or May, um, out in Wisconsin, talking about... Uh, balance sheet normalization. And I think this is actually positive. This is a little bit of a longer clip, and I think to do it justice, I think we just have to play the whole thing. So so go right ahead and play that, John. Isn't there some pressure to raise rates just for the Fed's own balance sheet? Sure. So the, the Fed's balance sheet, let me spend a minute and talk about that. When we had the terrible economic crisis in 08 and 09, the Fed cut interest rates to zero, or close to zero, but then the question was, is that all we could do? Because the economy was still just barely grinding along. And again, you think about the mechanism by which interest rates affect economic growth. It, it's about your cost of borrowing. So if we can lower your cost to borrow to buy a house or to fund an expansion in your business, that makes it easier for you to help grow the economy. So the other way the Fed did, once we got interest rates effectively down to zero, the Fed started buying long-term treasuries and mortgage-backed securities as a way of driving down long-term interest rates. In doing so, the Fed accumulated this big balance sheet. It's around $4.5 trillion. Typically, it was less than a $1 trillion before. So now we have all of these assets. And the assets are Fannie and Freddie mortgage-backed securities and US Treasury bonds. And the question that the gentleman's asking about is, isn't there pressure to start to shrink that balance sheet over time? And the answer is, there's not pressure to do so, but we would like to do so. We would like to shrink it back down to more of a normal size. And actually, just today, the Federal Reserve announced some ideas that we're looking at on how to do that. The basic idea is, you know, if you buy a bond from the U.S. Treasury Department, let's say you buy a 10-year bond. Ten years after you buy the bond, the bond will mature, and you're going to get a, tre a check from the Treasury Department for your principal amount that you invested. Well, that's the same thing that's going to happen to us. As these bonds mature we're going to get paid off, and that balance sheet is gradually going to shrink. And so the question is that we're debating is when do we start that shrinkage process, that natural roll-off? And what we've said publicly is we expect to start that by the end of the year. No final decision has been made, but that's where we're heading. And I think that's a, a good strategy. And so I, I feel like we're putting a lot of thought into how to shrink this back down to a more normal size. So there you are. I that that last little bit and why I didn't want to interrupt him was he describes what it's going to do and then he says and and I think it's a good idea so it's going to happen it's going to happen it's going to happen now it would appear almost for certain in September um we'll see if the fed tries to um uh, throw a little shade onto the September idea over the next few weeks. I think they won't. They haven't yet. Um, usually if the market misinterprets the Fed statement, you almost immediately see 
one of the presidents or one of the governors come out and and try to walk back what people are saying in, about the statement. I haven't seen it yet. I don't think we're going to see it. I think, I think most likely, uh, then that they believe the market has correctly interpreted this this September move, and and so that's where we are with that. So, the Fed, of course, got overshadowed by the debate this week in the Senate about about the health care bill politics of which I'll let, I'll let you uh, uh, think about a little bit. And I, I want to talk a little bit about it and tie it to uh, another story that caught my attention this week, uh, which is just about um, the regulation of, of, um, that, that, is, that is out there. Um, I, will say, I will say something that probably is, is quite provocative. Um, I realize that, that that what the political ramifications are. Okay, I'm a former state legislator. For those of you listening new to the show, I have I have had a leadership talk to me about, please vote for this bill that you think is bad, because we're going to take it to conference committee and make it better. And that basically was the Faustian bargain that they that they they landed on, after going through every other possible thing that they thought they might have 50 votes for. Repeal and replace immediately. Repeal and replace two years from now. Um, uh, the, 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 the Cruz Amendment, the, okay, or the Cruz, what was Cruz Lee, ended up being just Cruz. Um, you saw all kinds of things tried. I thought it was delightful. I thought it was delightful and informative. Steve Daines, who is a senator from Montana, new senator from Montana, introduces an amendment to the bill that's on the floor in the Senate to rip away the entire language of of the House bill and replace it with single payer just to see who might vote for it. And he got lectured by the senior Democrats for, you know, playing this game. And, but, you know, once you move to proceed, we had the right to put you on the record. Do you support this? And so 47 Democrat senators, 47 of them, instead of voting yes, because for some of them it probably was their preference, or voting, uh, or, or or voting no because they really don't want single payer. Choose instead to vote present. They don't even want to tell you what they stand for. I thought that was interesting. But at the end of the day, what happened was there was a bill that nobody thought would be would be law. There was a, and the bill basically repealed two mandates. Mandates for small businesses to provide health insurance and the individual mandate, which has caused so much grief to so many people. It removed a couple other items, but didn't go anywhere near repeal, provided no help to the insurance companies. And, and this is the most important, most important part to it is that everybody knew and indeed wanted assurances that the House would not just take the Senate bill, pass it, and send it on to to the president. And the president, the president probably wasn't going to even bother to read this thing. He was just going to sign it because he just wants to sign something. Now, I have listeners here who are here on the King Banyan Show who are big fans of of the president. I get that, but I think I think the president was willing. The President Trump has said repeatedly, "I'm sitting here with a pen, waiting to sign a bill that Congress sends me." He never said, "I'm sitting here with a pen, waiting for a bill with these features to come so that I can sign it." He just said, I'm going to pass, I'm going to sign what gets sent to me. 
Never said if it doesn't have this, I'll I won't sign it. If it includes this, I won't sign it. I will veto it. None of that. He, there, I can't find a statement that he made in which he said it must have this or it must not have that. Right. So understand, and this is this is my little politics lecture. Understand that once the bill goes, once the Senate passes this this bill. It goes back to the House. Any member of the House can ask to pass that bill. And then it would have been up to Speaker Ryan, who apparently assured John McCain that it wouldn't ever be voted on. McCain had to be, you know, he asked for and received an assurance from Paul Ryan, I will not vote, I will not allow there to be a vote on your bill. But that's a promise that Paul Ryan probably couldn't actually keep. If there were enough congressmen who said, you know what, I don't want to deal with this anymore, let's just pass something, take the Senate bill, we'll pass it, send it on. It would have been up to Paul Ryan to get 24 House members to vote against the Senate bill. Could he have done that? Because that would have been a tough vote. You voted against repealing the individual mandate, Senate uh, Congressman. Why did you do that? So it's not clear to me he could have done that. And because of that, I, I, I think that in the end of the day is the reason why, why John McCain didn't vote for that, for that bill. Collins has her own reasons. Murkowski looks like that was... Um, Murkowski, uh, who, who knows when Murkowski, uh, I, I really don't understand her at all. I understand Collins because I'm from New England. I get, I get where she's coming from. I don't, get, I don't get Murkowski at all. But McCain, I think for McCain it was simply, I don't want that particular piece to pass. When he says it doesn't have the right amount of reform in it, I agree. But along with that was the fact that the House, Congress is so dysfunctional, Paul Ryan was... was was basically writing checks that that his his uh, caucus might not have been willing to cash, and that might be why he voted against it. What should have been in the bill? I don't have no idea what John McCain thinks. Well, I'll tell you what I think, and we'll pick through what the economists are saying about that health care vote uh, coming up right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. sleep apnea traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go but not anymore now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to transcend the world's very first mini CPAP and right now you can try transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights so call now 1-800-915-9272 our smallest and most advanced portable design ever transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, 
I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning may leave harmful bacteria, viruses, and mold that can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. Until now, SoClean.com is the world's first and only automated, hands-free CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. SoClean kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs without soap, water, harsh chemicals, or even equipment disassembly. And now, you can try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-953-4545. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean's revolutionary design makes it easy to clean your CPAP and protect you against CPAP-related illnesses. Plus, SoClean works with all popular CPAP devices to clean them in minutes. It really is that easy. Don't risk your health. Call SoClean.com now to try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-953-4545. This offer won't last. Call now. 800-953-4545. 70s musician Edgar Winter here King Banyan Show Business 14 Business 1440 651-289-4477 Look None of the bills that have been discussed to repeal Obamacare have been very good Not the one the House voted on Not the one that everybody worked on uh, uh, in the Senate not skinny repeal, none of them. Okay? None of them were. Okay? So let's talk first about, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. And I, I, I really appreciate the, the comments that uh, Frank has been making, um, making on, uh, on uh, Twitter right now, uh, although he's, he's responding to me, and not in the, it's not in the pound KBRS feed. My Twitter handle is Banyan Show. Um, and Frank says, hey, p- politically, healthcare policy is like fighting in hedgerow company. Hedgerow country is just one obstacle after another. Oh, my goodness, yes, so true. So true. Um, but, you know, if you ask what would we, what could we do, you know, here's what the ideal world would look like. So maybe I, let me, let's start right there. Here's what the ideal is, and then the, the question is, is was there potential for this bill to have been worse? Yes, and the and the short answer is yes because it was pretty clear if you just repeal the individual mandate and don't do anything else. If they, if if the president got the opportunity to sign the bill as it was, as it as it was hoped to leave the Senate, if not for McCain's no, You could not have argued, as a matter of economic theory, that premiums wouldn't go up. They would have. They would have. So let's start with the ideal. What would it? What would be the? What would be the ideal? Deal health healthcare policy. I really favor what you see. What you see in a, a post that was actually on Facebook from uh, economist Steve Horwitz. Um, at St. Louis University, up in uh, up in upstate New York, uh, near near the border with Canada. Um, so, we, I mean, and and the point is, we've written plenty of about what what could have been done that wasn't done. Here are the things that you could have done. After repealing the ACA, you could have then 
decided to pass a pass. You know, it, this would have been interesting, and, and I'll tell you why in a second. Here's number one that Steve lists: end the tax favored treatment of employer provided insurance. Right. So no more tax write-off for giving your employees insurance. That's an after-tax expense, not a before-tax expense. Why would that have mattered so much? Why would it have mattered? Because it would have then generated tax revenue that could have been used in the reconciliation process to provide for some other sp- for some other spending gains. So, so could have you could have done that and taken that money and applied it to help people um, to help people in high risk pools. You could have taken that money then and used it to fund uh, greater defense spending. You could have used it in lots of ways. But my point is, probably would have generated revenue at least on a CBO score, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Two, end the limits on interstate competition in the insurance market. Erase the lines, as President Trump would say. Absolutely would have helped. Who's talked about erasing the lines? Was there, It turns out, of course, erasing the lines, that's not part of a reconciliation bill. You can't do that. End the community standards legislation, which means, which means uh, uh, giving, giving everybody the same rate for insurance uh, except for certain features, um, you, you you couldn't you couldn't more narrowly focus your insurance plan. Four tort reform. Five, which which uh, and, and and Frank, you want to talk about hedgerows? Here's the big one. Deregulate the supply side of the market by loosening or ending licensing provisions in the AMA's monopoly on the supply of physicians. Right. We don't have competition on the supply side when it comes to creating new to creating new doctors. That's solvable. That you can fix that if you want to. But nobody seems to be interested in that. Okay. Encourage the development of more walk-in clinics and other ways of avoiding third-party payments. Actually, I don't that I would disagree with Steve on that particular point. I think that's already happening. Okay, you're seeing the minute clinics, uh, you're seeing, uh, you know, the clinics that are inside the, the, the pharmacies and, you know, the, 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 the CVSs and the Walgreens and, and, and the other drugstores, uh, the Walmarts and the Targets. You, those are coming. Um, and seven, encourage health insurance to be the actual, to be actual insurance for major medical Problems, not third-party payment for health maintenance. Yep, I, I still believe I, I still believe in in the value of catastrophic plans, and then add to that. In fact, seven eight encourages number seven uh, expand the use of pre-tax dollars in health savings accounts. Those have all. I mean, Steve's point, and I think this is accurate: is those have all been there, right? We all know that these plans are plans that, that are available to us. And instead, we've gotten what, what uh, uh, Megan McArdle over at Bloomberg uh, uh, yesterday, you know, says, hey, yeah, all we, got, all we got by the end was, hey, this bill is terrible. You know, this, you know Obamacare is terrible, and there we are. Everything is terrible. So we just have to pass something. Um. The, you know, you know, and 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 what's what happened was you got a bill and nothing, nothing was nothing was able to pass. Um, she does make this one point, uh, which I thought was, um, uh, uh, was the fact that during the debate on Thursday night, if you listen to Chuck Schumer, he's actually talking directly to John McCain. Because he says, in essence, on the floor of the Senate, you have to go find this. He says, Democrats made bad mistakes when passing Obamacare. And most surprisingly, he abandoned the long-cherished Democratic talking point that they had really tried to make the process bipartisan. 
this, quoting quoting uh, McArdle, essentially he told his longtime colleague, we were wrong to ram this thing through on party lines, not just because it was mean, but because it, was, it created a program with large and unfixable problems. I get why you guys are mad and, and would like to give back as good as you got, but please don't undo unto us what we've done unto you because it's bad for the country. Okay? I wish I could find that. I, I wish I could find that. I only read this this piece from McCardo last night. We didn't have time to hunt down the Schumer piece from C-SPAN. But I do think, I do think it's, um, I do think it's it's important to recognize that that the ideas are out there. They've been provided by folks like me for, you know, by economists like me for years and years, and yet we 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 haven't passed them. But the thing to ask yourself now, and we'll do this and we'll answer this in the next segment, is whether or not, whether or not this is something where we just say, eh, let's just rip government out of this process. Let's turn this into, let's turn this into just relying on the private market to solve everything whatsoever. I don't think there's enough reliance on the private sector. I also think there's some real history here. There's some real history here that means that whatever it is we build in the place of this won't look like won't look like uh, the, the what we would might call the free market ideal. It won't look like what's in Canada or in in, in England if it should turn out that the uh, the Democrats come in control of everything. I don't think that will happen either. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen either. Why? Because the process to build this, the, the health care system in this country, has features that become irreversible once put in place. And I think the number one on, on uh, the list that Steve has, ending the employer deduction of health insurance, okay, I will I will bet you all the money in my wallet right now that that will not happen in your my lifetime. That simply will not happen. Once there, you can't undo it. Come back and explain more about this idea of ergodicity and non-ergodicity. There's some fancy words. Stick around and you'll learn what they mean here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You make me feel like I don't need another. Come on, baby, let's pull back the cover. We'll do our best to help one another. Find out how much fun we can get in the life. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school with our half-off tuition program. This is a program we have had for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. For more information about the program, or if you would like to see a full list of partnering schools, visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TwinCitiesTuitions.com is here to help you in your search for a new school with a great interactive map that will show you all of our partnering schools closest to you. And it even has frequently asked questions about the program, like why you should choose Christian education. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. 
I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss. But wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple, and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95, plus you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend, and at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. So, why is it so hard? Look, first of all, a bit of political prediction. There will not. It's how will this? How will this end? At some point, at some point, the Republicans will have to pass a bill. By the way, little little known little known secret in this process. At the very end of the. At the very end of the debate, after after McCain shivs the last skinny repeal, the majority leader, uh, 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 Mitch McConnell, does not call the bill dead. He lays it basically back on the calendar, which means he can call it back up anytime he wants if he has 50 votes. All right. So if, if one vote was to change from no to yes... Perhaps by someone stepping down during the August recess and someone else being appointed. They could bring this whole thing back. Just saying. Okay? I'm sorry. When I was in the legislature, I sat on rules committee. Um, um, so I pay attention to process probably more than the average bear. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying. You may think this is dead, but but um, um, like the ending of Carrie, there's a hand that can stick out of the grave. Watch, watch that space. While I'm at that, let me talk about let me let me talk about uh, one or two more points. I tweeted to you at uh, uh, Pound KBRS uh, in the last hour uh, the latest uh, the a piece that will be in uh, the Sunday paper, but is already up. Um, at uh, the New York Times from Greg Mankiw, who was at one time the uh, the head of the uh, Council of Economic Advisors for for George W. Bush, and he, and he says, okay, why is healthcare policy so hard? He says, well, you know, he says the magic of the free market sometimes fails us when it comes to healthcare. There are several reasons. All right, and I looked at that and. And I admit, even though I, I like Greg Mankiw tons, um, but I admit when I saw that, I did the eye roll. All right, here we go. And sure enough, here's the first one. Externalities abound. In most markets, the major main interested parties are buyers and sellers, but in healthcare markets, decisions often affect unwitting bystanders, a phenomenon that exter- economists call an externality. Take vaccines, for instance. Okay, and so it brings out the vaccines externality, right? If not enough people, 
if not enough people vaccinate themselves, then, then oh my God, you know, some people are going to free ride. So in order to get this done right, there's spillover benefits from you vaccinating your child. Therefore, we must, you know, we must have what? Because of because of because of the spillover benefits of vaccines and medical research, we should nationalize the health market. I know he doesn't mean that, but this particular time, I don't find that I don't find that example particularly helpful. You can have a private market work perfectly fine, while still insisting that your child will be vaccinated before before they're allowed to come to school. And if you will not vaccinate your child, then we will vaccinate them maybe and give them, and maybe we will vaccinate them. Or, you know, you could have that. You can have that argument whether or not mandatory vaccination should happen. And it doesn't require you to, to go to a single-payer system. So that's, that's, that's the first one. Second, consumers often don't know what they need. In most markets, consumers can judge whether or not they're happy with the products they buy, but when people get sick, they often do not know what they need, and sometimes they're not in a position to make good decisions. Wow, Greg, really? Boy, if that was the argument, we should have government provision of cars, because I don't know how to change the oil. I'll take my car to the mechanic, and I'll say, what's wrong? I'll say, it doesn't run. He says, what do you mean it doesn't run? It doesn't run. Or it's making a noise. What kind of noise? And I try to imitate the noise. I'm sorry. There are lots of places, there are lots of markets in which I don't know what I need necessarily. We get advice on that. Right? Um, I can, all right, and, and Mankiw clearly in this piece is arguing for licensing. He's arguing for FDA. Um, I don't know why that, I don't know how that, um, I don't know how that interacts with, uh, skinny repeal or repeal and replace or any of that, but he throws that out there. I actually think that's kind of a canard. Healthcare spending can be unexpected and expensive. Yes, guess what, Greg? So can a hurricane. So can so can earthquakes and tornadoes. You know what we get for those? We get we get catastrophic insurance. All right. Does my house is my house in a floodplain? Okay. Yep, it is. I can buy insurance for when it floods. That's true. So, so pooling risk, yes, that's fine. But you can pool risk using private insurers just as well as you can public insurers. Insured consumers tend to overconsume. Yep, we have that. And that answer to that is you stick a copay in, right? Um, all right, you stick a copay in, you can stick deductibles in. And yes, it tends to it tends to force some people to go uninsured because they say, "I'm not gonna, I don't need insurance because doggone it, the copay and the deductible, I'm never going to spend that much anyway. So why should I give you a premium?" True, but again, I would argue that's not necessarily a great reason for this. I reason for it. Again, I will argue that that high risk pools make some sense. And I could even I, I would accept that we might use we might decide we'll have a high risk pool, and in that high risk pool we will use money from income tax to cover any cover any shortfalls in that pool. It is far better than having young people pay. This is the argument Ted Cruz made a few weeks ago in discussing his health care freedom amendment to the Better Health Care Act that McConnell was bringing, and I still think that is the right argument. And then he goes to adverse selection. But the deal here is insurance companies know how to deal with adverse selection. They did this for years and years. 
Okay. Is it complicated? Yes. But just because it's complicated doesn't mean that that the, the private market can't figure it out. It doesn't mean that what we have now is the right system. One last point before I go. You read the read before I go go on, and I've got one more piece to do for you after the break. Ovik Roy yesterday on National Review pointed out something that I thought was truly interesting. Was that the Demo- when the Democrats decided to start down the path toward Obamacare, which was not two thousand nine, but it was actually two thousand seven. They knew what they wanted. And they understood the impact of, of the Congressional Budget Office on this. We, we, we've already discussed the all scoring. The scoring actually was part of, the scoring gets involved in the, in the decision of what can go into a reconciliation bill and what cannot, right, uh, according to the Senate parliamentarian. The, uh, Ovik points out that they started to pack the CBO, with people who would give them favorable scores, like saying an individual mandate will add 16 million people to buying health care. That didn't just come randomly. That came as a result of, you know, who chooses who's on CBO? Who chooses to hire the director? The answer is, it's the person who's the, it's the, it's the majority party in the House. And so when when Pelosi became when Nancy Pelosi became speaker in 2007, they went out and found Peter Orsag, who then turned around and found lots of other economists who would support who would give CBO scores in support of moving toward uh, an individual mandate in terms of uh, in terms of basically uh, um, uh, doing something like what Mitt Romney had done up in Massachusetts, and yes. Romney Care was the predecessor to Obamacare. Sorry, Mitt, that's just true. But the the fact here is that 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 when the Republicans took back the Congress, they didn't go get someone to help them fix Obamacare by by packing CBO in the other direction. They brought in a labor economist, not a health economist like Orzak. And so this, um, so this particular uh, feature, Roy points out, in and what what it calls for really, as I talked about last week, what it really calls for is we absolutely positively need CBO reform. We must have the Congressional Budget Office fixed so that it cannot be involved in this. And and to his credit, Mike Lee introduced an amendment on Friday that does just that. Basically says, whatever model you're using, you must expose it, you must show us what the model is, you must show us the data so that we can verify and replicate the study by which you're doing your claim so that when you say whatever bill we pass you know, to repair and replace, to repeal and replace Obamacare costs twenty three million. We can know how you got to that number. Because right now, CBO scores are are Deus ex machina. They are they are they are basically generated out of a black box, and we we have no way to know whether they're true or not. Okay, fix CBO, the Mike Lee amendment introduced on uh, on Friday and hopefully attached to attached to something that can pass and get signed would be a major step in the right direction. Go for it. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. That sex has changed entirely Not long ago their one ambition in life Was to be a mother and a wife Now they go out imitating the males By smoking cigarettes and drinking cocktails 
KYCR Golan Valley, a service of Salem Communications. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now, a 90-day supply of Viviscal is being offered in your area risk-free, plus free shipping when you text the word GROW to 246810. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results. Guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25-year research research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that texts the word GROW to 246810 gets a 90-day risk-free supply with free shipping. Text GROW to 246810. That's GROW to 246810. So... What would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either, and that is a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Text OTA to 313131 and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Welcome back, King Banging Show, Business 1440. Last couple segments have run a little long, so don't have too much time to get through this, but we gotta we gotta come up with a couple pieces. So look, CBO reform is kind of a small ball deal, and, and, and I agree with this, although I agree with Rand Paul. We we tried to play this last week, but I don't I don't know if I got heard. So play that let's play that one more time. Rand, I'm going to throw you a softball question since the president's being so mean to you. Uh, but you actually, I think, could do Republicans a, uh, a service here. One of the complaints, chief complaints, I've heard from Republicans and conservatives uh, since this entire health care debate has begun is when we flash up headlines where the CBO says 32 million people will lose their health care coverage if there's just a repeal. Can you explain why that description uh, uh, concerns conservatives who don't believe that's actually an accurate description. It's more choice than just dumping 32 million people off the rolls. Trying to predict the future is a very uncertain sort of guessing game. And I think in the past, you know, the CBO tried to guess how many people would get health insurance through Obamacare, and they were wildly off to the tune of millions off. Now they've said, like, you know, 32, 23, various. Uh, permutations of millions of people will lose it but interestingly one of the big premises of why people lose it is they say if you no longer have the individual mandate if you don't have to pay a tax to buy your insurance if you're not sort of bullied by government the 15 million people wouldn't buy insurance for that one fact maybe it's complete guesswork and so the thing is is that 
I think we can put too much stock in guesswork. And to me, it's a uh, modeling and future predictions. It's like astrology. A lot of guesswork goes involved into it. But understand that that's work is what determines what goes into a reconciliation bill and what doesn't. That was true this week. And that's why I think somehow some of these things have to be fixed. I only left myself a couple minutes to talk about this, but I have to, I have to bring this up. You want to know what really is killing growth in this country? I'll tell you what. It's, regu- it's, it's regulations like these. Coast Seafoods Company in Humboldt Bay was denied the uh, was denied a permit for its shellfish farming operation now and to do an expansion for 265 acres of additional farming. They have 80 employees, annual payroll of $2 million and they had sa- and they said, "Look, uh, you have not the commissioner said you have not adequately addressed potential impacts to economic, ecologically significant eelgrass beds in the bay." They're looking again at about 500 acres. The bay covers 17,000 acres. And now we're telling, and, and groups like Audubon, California Waterfowl Association, it's something called Earth Justice, filed the lawsuit and said, well, you know, you're going to irreparably harm eelgrass, eelgrass in the bay. Um, the company spent $2 million on environmental studies. Um, they've, they cut back what, how much they were going to farm. And as a result of this, they may go out of business. So they're not going to actually add 80 people to revenues. Indeed, they might in fact end up closing altogether and losing the 80 that they have now. You know how many regulators they have to deal with? Six. And I don't even have the time to name them all. Okay? So don't lose your don't lose focus on the big things here. We'll be back next week. Job Saturday next week, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. See you then. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Despite the partisan polarization that characterizes both politics and media of the moment, the public seems surprisingly united when it comes to defining Americanism. A new voter study group survey associated with George Washington University showed a full 93 percent agreeing that respect for American institutions and laws is important for being an American. Meanwhile, 88 percent believe it's important to accept people of diverse racial and religious backgrounds to claim authentic American identity. Even 75 percent of Democrats believe it's important to speak English and to embrace our common language. All in all, the survey that interviewed 8,000 respondents showed a populace much less fractured, bigoted, and resentful than often assumed. Nearly all of us understand that what makes us American isn't where our ancestors came from, but the common ideals and shared culture that we uphold and advance. I'm Michael Medved. Have you heard of the summer slide? 
Well, it's not as fun as it sounds. It's impacting our children's education and not in a good way. Studies show that most students lose two months' worth of math skills during summer vacation. Thankfully, Mathnasium Learning Centers are here to prevent learning loss and help kids get ahead. With over 600 locations worldwide, we're breaking the summer slide trend. Visit Mathnasium.com today. Call 877-601-MATH or go to Mathnasium.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.